Accidental Hope listeners, wanted to let you know that we have launched a Patreon. If you're interested in giving from a joyful heart, please follow Patreon forward slash Accidental Hope, and I would love your support. If this blesses you today, would you mind liking, sharing, following, subscribing, tell a friend, or even leaving a review? Thanks so much. You are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Welcome to Accidental Hope Podcast, a community that seeks hope and healing from a faith perspective. My name is Jennifer. And I'm not an expert, but I do share life experiences because I believe it will help someone else. So get ready to open your heart, laugh, cry, and receive. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today on Accidental Hope. I am so glad you're here and uh, episode that is really special because one, I've invited Katie, my oldest daughter, to join me on the show, and we are going to discuss what has happened the last four years, good, bad, ugly, the grace and the hope that we have discovered the last four years, and just a time to honor and remember the accident. So welcome, Katie, to the show. Hello. Hi, sister. Hi, Mama. Kind of weird. Yeah. (laughs) But we've talked about this for a long time. Yeah, it's definitely a long time coming. And you know that if, you know, at any point you want to stop or if you want something to, you know, be edited out, you know, I'm just reminding you that that's okay. And um, our goal for the show, because I think it's important to have a goal, the goal is to hopefully share hope and healing and to give an honest conversation of what a tragic accident is like for a family so that maybe another family won't feel so alone. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so hi, Sissy. Tell us a little bit about you, the listeners. Well, I'm 16 years old, a junior. What do you like to do? Tell them about you. Um, I love reading. I'm a big bookworm. can read a book and like two days if you tell me to unless I'm like forced to read a book which I can still do it's just not as enjoyable um I am also a very active person when I want to be (laughs) and I don't know I'm just you're a little sister and a big sister Mm -hmm. little sister and a big sister um I love my siblings they're my some of my favorite people in the entire world how old were you when we had the accident? I think I was 12. You were 12, yeah. And um, what do you remember about the accident? Um, I remember a lot of what I was doing before being at um, my friend's house. And after a volleyball game, I'm pretty sure we won the game. So that was really exciting. And then I remember you coming to pick me up and us going out like it was normal. And then... Um, all of a sudden, I mean, it happened so fast. I definitely remember you, like, saying something to me, yelling something at me. I don't remember exactly what it was. And then I remember you putting your hand, like, over my body, like you would do if we were, like, coming to a sudden stop at a red light. 
to like hold me back. And then I remember the car filling with light and I remember anticipating a big crash and then only having a small crash and then somehow getting into the ditch and you told me to stay in the car and Haven were crying in the back and I remember kind of like not really knowing what to do because I was kind of like shooken up because I didn't really know what had just happened and I remember asking you I was like mommy did we just get in a car accident I remember saying those words um and you said yeah baby we did stay in here with um them I have to go help the man in the road and um I remember like not knowing what to do because Haven and crying and I knew I needed to like be in there and help but also I didn't want you to go into the middle of the road by yourself so I just kind of sat there and cried I remember getting out of the car and like somehow found myself sitting in the ditch just crying because I wasn't sure what was happening and what was going to happen um, and why it happened. Are you um you know that leaving y'all was probably one of the hardest things I ever had to do you know that right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I still feel really guilty about having to make that choice, but I did the right thing. You know that, right? Right. How do you feel about the people that came to help us, like the women who got y'all out and hugged you? Do you feel like they were almost like, I think of them as walking angels, you know, just able to just help you guys? Do you remember any of that part? A little bit. I think a lot of the stuff afterwards are kind of just like little bits and pieces, Um but I do remember a woman, she turned the car on and moved the car out of the ditch. I do remember that. Or something like that. Or got us in a different car or something. Um, yeah, I don't know that part at all. She came and she came and sat in the car with us and moved the car out of the ditch. Because I remember the, tar- the car turning on. I remember little things like that. Little details. But not really. Big scheme. I, like, I couldn't tell you what she looked like. But definitely thankful for people being there right in um in the the days afterwards what is something that you are grateful for that we had um that you think made a difference in in just going through that um i'm gonna say grief because our family was grieving or at least i know i was do you feel there was grief what do you what do you how do you process, like, what was happening the, the few days after that? What do you remember? Um, I, to be honest, I don't really remember things that happened, but I definitely remember how I felt. I think at that age, I was having a really hard time processing my emotions and the things that I felt and not really understanding um, what had happened and the fact that, like, like, you killed somebody but not understanding that like it wasn't entirely your fault or like not really making sense of that entirely and um but I am thankful for Miss Tori my youth pastor she really helped me think through those things and like pray through those things and just reminding me that like this is this hurts and it doesn't make sense but it's gonna be okay and like this is happening for a reason and it's awful in the moment and it's a lot of pain but like 
God will use it. He won't, he's not, it's not that he just can use it, but he will use it to, um, use it for his glory and use it to bring peace. I remember, I remember, um, hearing you cry in the middle of the night, um, for a while after the accident, I had a hard time sleeping and had like lots of bad dreams or like dreams about the accident or even what I thought was interesting was, um, having dreams about a different accident, like, like a different outcome, different situation, um, which was even scarier. I think I was definitely really scared to drive in the car. Didn't really want to do that. And even more specifically, I was honestly scared to drive with you for a while. That's okay. Yeah. I felt that it's okay. I don't, um, and I'm thankful for our friends who were able to help us and support us and bring us food, love on you, and love on us. One of my things I'm most grateful for is just all, when uh, everybody would sleep in the same room together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we did that for like a month, you know. Yeah. I don't even know how long, you know, just everybody together. like. And we didn't even like... Me and Haven had a, our bunk beds, but I'm pretty sure all four of us slept on the floor together. You did, and I it's, remember just yeah. so grateful for that. Everybody wanted it's, to just be together. It's the only way I could sleep through the night. Thankful for how we reacted and responded to the accident because it not only brought like our immediate family back or closer together, but also like Nana and Papa, and um, I'm thankful for them and how they made it a point to come and visit us almost every weekend and. Um, check up on us and now I feel like we are closer as a family because of it and so I'm thankful for the blessing that they were in that time and um, the blessing that they are now. Yeah. Nana asked, you know, are you sleeping better now? Yes and no. Um, There are days that are really hard where I'll just get like all of a sudden this just like rush of anxiety. Um, So some days are much easier than others Um, but it normally like it takes me a while to fall asleep most days, and um, just because I feel like the devil attacks me the most at night with my anxiety. I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that the accident was at night, or if it's just, you know, the devil. It's just Maybe when you're still... most vulnerable, because you're tired. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um, I always pray. I have a few scriptures that I like to quote. And just like, sometimes I'll just say them over and over again. Um, I do a few different things. Read scripture. I used to listen to scripture as I was falling asleep, but recently that has not <laughs> been available to me. We, we shut down their phones, y'all. I know we're that parent. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, keep going. It's, it's very unfortunate. Um, no, but I, that has led me to like bring out the actual book Bible. So I'll read that. Sometimes I will journal or even like not even anything spiritually related, but just like think about happy memories or like I like to make up scenarios in my head, like where I'm going to be in five years or something about like imagining our family on vacation in the Bahamas or something like that. Hey, I like that. Someday. Let's pray that into fruition. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or I count my blessings. I do that a lot. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Changing your 
changing the negative thinking into something positive is always helpful. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel now when you drive with me? Um, much better. I still, with anybody, and even, like, I get really nervous sometimes um, driving with, like, people my age, like my friends and stuff, just because, I don't know, I feel, like, less safe with them. But I definitely, I don't really get scared as often, but actually that's not true. I There definitely are times where, like, we'll just be driving and all of a sudden I'll, like, grab my seatbelt or grab, like, the side of the seat. Something triggers you. Yeah. Right. Particularly yeah. when we're going straight and um, a car is, like, coming at us from a different direction, like, get, getting ready to pull onto the road we're on. And then I get, like, scared that they're not going not to stop and they're just going to hit us. For some reason, that triggers me. And so I'll, like, always kind of hold the seat, kind of expecting them to run into us. Mm -hmm. But then, like, they're not. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's normal. I think we'll always be a little bit more sensitive to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What is something that you think we did well, like, as a family? And what is something that you wished maybe we had done differently or advice that you would give? I mean, we, we did the best we could, but, like, maybe something that you feel like could have been helpful. I see there, there are two things I like because thinking back and memories that I have, I definitely remember there being a lot of us coming together as a family um, and like supporting each other. But I also remember a lot of division, which is weird. Like fights either between your daddy or people like Logan and Patrick and daddy just not understanding like the like. What we had just been through. Right. It's like we right, were the, foreigners sort of, yeah the load, like, how heavy it was of the thing that we just went through and, like, not understanding really, like, how to handle our emotions, which I know people can't read your mind. They don't know how exactly how you're feeling, but I definitely feel like that could have been handled differently if they had just, like, you know, asked, how do you want to be treated right now? Because I don't really know. I don't really understand how you're feeling. And I think that can be said for a lot of things if people – you know, it's kind of the thing, like, you never know um, what kind of a day someone's having. You don't really ever know what somebody's going through. Um, and I think if people were to just ask, like, hey, like, how are you? Like, like what's going to kind of like what's going to make you mad? What's going to trigger you on this day? And I think that we kind of missed a lot of that. Um, but at the same time, there definitely were days where um, all I wanted to do was be around my family. And I definitely saw us coming together as a family. Um, so there are two different, two different memories that I have, and they're kind of opposites. It's hard because we we look normal to the outside world, you know, and so mm -hmm. um, and I think you know, Daddy had been in accidents before, but no one ever died, right? And they were serious accidents too. But everybody handles things differently. But I think that that thing about the tragedy of death that was that was different that's what kind of separates it in some ways I don't know but yeah I remember that because there was just so much stress and pressure too mm -hmm. you know that we were just you know trying to do the best we can I think that's all you can do is just you know and trying to understand that there are serious implications like going to the grand jury and, and y'all understanding that even though I stopped at the stop sign that he had the right of way and trying to just 
understand that even when you follow the law, you know, making a mistake has a has a consequence. And there there was a lot of a lot of things happening. Do you and Haven ever talk about the accident together? And what do you remember about her? Because she was there too. I don't know that we we never really talk about the accident specifically because I don't really know how much Haven remembers of it. Um, I think it's kind of one of those things like now she only knows what she's been told kind of situation. Um, so we never really, I never really find us talking about that. Um, but what we do is if one of us ever have a bad dream, um, we go to the same bed and then we talk about our dream. And there definitely has been times where Haven or I have, have had a, a dream about getting in a car accident. And we've talked through that, um, which are precious moments that I'm thankful for. That is so sweet. I love that y'all love each other the way that you do. And um, it's, you know, because I was worried about the age gap between y'all, but y'all really are just so, so sweet mm-hmm. to each other most times, most days, <laughs> most days. And that you have Until she other. tries to steal my, my t-shirt because she's or eight makeup. years old. And <laughs> Mm. Yeah, that's but that's normal. It's normal. I think the most I remember from Haven is um, the pictures she would draw and mm-hmm. um, pointing out every motorcycle, whether mo- motorcyclist, if they had a helmet or no helmet. 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 Yeah. They have a helmet, no helmet, you know, pray for them, which he was already, you know, kind of triggering to see the motorcyclist near us, you know, near our car passing us by, but, you know, that she would point that out, that that was something she was noticing. She doesn't do that as much anymore. It just suddenly kind of faded, I think. I don't think we've talked about it a lot, but you, of all of our family members, I mean, you've been through, I mean, whenever anyone goes through anything in a family, you go through it together. But you've had, you know, brain surgery. (laughs) Not that you remember um, a lot about that because you were three, but you were so tough. I remember you were so mad because we put a diaper on you because you were hooked up to these machines and you were furious at us. You were like, I'm a big girl. (laughs) Put a diaper on me. You were, did not want that, you know. Um, So you've always been kind of a fighter in some way, like in spirit. But how has your faith helped you and how was it maybe something, the accident like you or any, I guess you could even discuss like the other things that you've been through. Um, How have they shaped your faith? I think having gone through all the things that I've gone through at such a young age, I think I've like really. Give the listeners a couple examples. Um, okay, so brain surgery, um, a weird disorder, (laughs) I don't really know how to explain that. Abdominal migraines. Right, um, which still happens occasionally, the car accident, getting my head hit by a, and my, half my hair shaven off by a wood grinder, I don't know, just some really odd things have happened to me and then little things like falling out of friendships and having to move so many times and learned how to like pick myself up and dust myself off but I think I mean having experienced a lot of these things from a young age I've I've really like come to the realization that kind of what I was saying earlier like things are going to happen that's just life like everybody has a testimony everybody has a purpose 
and like things that are going to happen to them, but God's going to use it for your good and for his good. And it's going to shape you and who you're supposed to become. And I think that because of this, I definitely have a stronger faith. Maybe even like, I don't know, not usually, I feel like people my age usually don't have this stronger faith, but I've kind of been not really forced to, but at the same time kind of forced to grow up a little bit and just like, I don't know, I feel like God has definitely used these things to shape who I am and just kind of now I have just a like that realization that like this is God, this is what he does. He is our helper. He is our redeemer. He is our protector. Like nothing is an accident to him is a big thing that I've had to realize. Like, especially after the accident or really after anything, I'm like, okay, why is this happening to me? Like, God, why? But it's like, God's not surprised by this. You know, he's like, he knew this was going to happen to you before you were even born, which is why he's going to carry you through it, which is why he's like, he, his hand is in everything and it's, happening for a reason and it's going to be okay so your faith is yours like you don't just believe because raised in a christian household like has faith become yours right for sure because you can't like go through these things and just have people tell you like you're going to be okay god's got this like you have to experience it and like grasp that i don't know like find yourself it's kind of like the find yourself in tears to have God or like find yourself at the bottom to have God bring you to the top, you know? Like, yeah. Or like that if I just, if you just hear God is good, well, there's times where it doesn't feel that way that God is good. Yeah. Right. And like, if God is good, then why is this happening? Why is everyone so sad or, you know? Right. Yeah. Why would God allow um, this man to be hurt, you know? Or, you know, things like that. But your faith is your own. You know, what's interesting is just seeing, I think one of my healing is just knowing that as messed up as some of these things that have happened, have happened, that you guys still do have faith and you've already wrestled with your faith. And I'm not that that's not going to still happen in the future. There will be things Obviously, life will still keep coming. Traumas will still keep coming. But that you have this faith forged in fire. And suffering produces character if we allow it. And some of those things I've been able to see in you guys that, you know, that just encourages me. I um, I remember one distinct conversation I had with Miss Tori sometime after the accident. I remember it was after church on Wednesday. And I have this written down in my journal somewhere, but um, yeah, it was after church on Wednesday and we were in the little like teen room and we were both in tears and we were crying. And I was like, Miss Tori, I don't understand why all of these things are happening to me and why God is allowing these things to happen. And she said, no, Katie, praise God that these things are happening to you because they are going to shape you to become a stronger, better person. And that can be for anyone going through the trauma. I pray that for anyone going through the grief, the family of the victim, you know, anyone who's suffering loss or hardship or has been hurt in any way that 
that if we allow God to use it for for good, He will. And mm-hmm. that takes work, and that takes courage. And it's hard, and it's hard. Yeah, you know, I still think about David every day, and I think about his children every day, and I think about the accident every day. But do you? I mean, when do you think about them, or how do you, what is your thoughts? Here we come on October 4th, it'll be four years, you know, and just honoring that day and the moment, and, you know, it's not like, it's not about us, and I hope it doesn't sound like that, like it's not about us, like this accident just happened to us, it happened to a lot of people, but it's something to just honor, remember, kind of like, we honor and remember the 9-11 memorial. It didn't happen to us, but it happened to the country. And this happened as we're much a part of it as anything. Do you think about, what do you think about? How's that? Just to make it broad. Like, and it's okay if you don't think about it. I don't know that I like ever really think about David or his children, but I definitely do think about, well, I don't know. I definitely think about the accident and how it affected so many people in different ways and how like everyday people are grieving and everyday people are going through something similar to what we did. What I always do whenever I start to think about the accident is I don't really like pray for myself or pray for us, but I like, I'll just start to pray for people in general who are in that day in that moment experiencing something like we did. Because it's going to happen. Every day there's going to be somebody that gets in an accident. Because you know how those first few months are just so hard. Right. Yeah. Do you wish that I wouldn't talk about it? And do you understand why I do? Yes. I definitely understand why you do. I don't wish that you talked about it less. I think it's good to talk about it because that's like part of how you heal. Part of the healing process is talking about it I think yeah I don't know I never really think about it too much how you or never think that you talk about it too much or something like that I mean it could be embarrassing because I feel guilty that I talk about it but I know that I have to talk about it but I still feel guilty about talking about it because you know you have friends and it could be weird you know this is our testimony and yeah I think one thing this is kind of off topic but I was going to say it earlier like just kind of going back as a 12 year old and even now I think that um one thing I let myself or one way that I kind of obviously the voice of the enemy in my ear but um I think about how like I'm only 16 years old and I've been through all this and then I look at one of my friends and like the worst thing that's ever happened to them is their dog died or something like that and I know that's horrible but I find myself doing that sometimes and I just have to like rebuke the devil's voice in my ear but I don't know I find myself wishing that these things didn't happen and then have to remind myself that what I was saying earlier like it happened to me for a reason and now it's like because of it it's our job to not um, compare ourselves to other people but to like tell everybody and let everybody know that their testimony is their testimony and their testimony is unique and not any worse or better than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And it matters. And God's, you know, that verse where it says God's grace is sufficient and that he will give you your portion. Like he will meet you for what mm-hmm. you, if, if somebody had told us what was going to happen in our lifetime all at one time, like if we could read our book and know all of it is happening at one time, 
it would be very overwhelming, but you don't know the strength that you have until you need it, you right. know, and the moment you need it, it's there, it's sufficient and it will be there and it will be new every morning and it will, it, you know, um, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but we know that whatever we face, God walks with us and he'll give us our portion to, to get through that part, you know? I get it now. Like I used to do the same thing, you know, especially when I was younger and, you know, I wished I had just kids with normal things, like really did have an ear infection instead of like, you know, migraines, spinal headaches, (laughs) or, you know, I wished for normal things than the things that we were facing. But I learned that that was the voice of the enemy, that God never compares and that Um, we need to be good stewards of our testimony um, because God is good and God is faithful. Another, another thing is like, sometimes I, another like lie that I've found myself listening to is that like, Oh, Katie, nobody wants to hear about all the things that you've been through all your struggles. And I don't ever get embarrassed about the accident, but sometimes I just feel like, like this is too much, you know, like, nobody really wants to sit there and hear about all of my struggles and things I've been to. And like specifically this year at Sky Ranch, um, when you're in Sigma, which is like leadership, like the last bit of the leadership program at Sky Ranch, you begin to learn how to share your testimony. And so in your small group, there's a day of Bible study where you share your testimony, like you were giving it to somebody that you never met before. And like, how you're going to tell them about the gospel and how you're going to tell them about what God's done in your life. And I remember like having to tell myself the night before, because I was like, okay, I'm going to cut this out. I'm going to cut that out because I didn't want it to be overbearing and I didn't want people to like pity me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I had to remind myself again, like this is not for you to compare yourself again. Like this is the things that that have happened to you and somehow in some way God has put the right people in your small group to where something that you say is going to help one of them. And it did. That's good. And that's how God works. Oh, do you want to tell us what happened? Did somebody where it resonated with them and you were like, Oh my gosh, this message was for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it wasn't anything about the accident. Um, but one of the girls in my small group was struggling with like, um, self-confidence and the same sort of thing that I did um after I got my the whole thing with my head and the wood grinder and all that and how I like really took my self-confidence really took a low I mean because no no like 13 14 year old little girl wants to have half of her head shaven off and like have to wear thick headbands and all this and I talked about how like I really like, had to like guys for a second let's just pause for a second I want to she had a fight with a wood grinder that barely missed her eye, um, nicked her forehead. Her bangs were like a centimeter short. And then it, it kind of went to the other side and um, shaved down to the scalp. So she had two lacerations, lots and lots of stitches inside and outside. Um, and it took months for that hair to grow back. And how did it grow back? It, now it's super curly. So the rest In of her hair place. is straight. Not straight. 
Wavy. Wavy, but the part that was shaved to the scalp grew back curls. curls. But we're so grateful it grew back. Yeah. But and uh, now, you were 13. So 12, yeah. 12 was the accident. 13 was this accident. I mean, there was, right. there was no, but we survived it. I remember yeah. thinking after the accident, Lord, we can't take anything else. But that wasn't the only trauma, you know. Mm-hmm. And just to remind you that that voice saying we can't take anything else, that that is the enemy. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the girls in the group was struggling with something similar. And so we afterwards were able to pray together. And I don't know, just like to tell her that like, I had to really, in that moment, had to really like, find myself and know my worth, not in my physical beauty, but like, okay, who does God say I am really, besides my appearance, like, that kind of thing. And so we were able to pray with each other and talk through some of that. I don't know, I think it's cool how God always puts people in your life or in in, yeah in your life and for a specific reason like there could be somebody around you that you don't know it yet but you are helping them or in some way they are helping you what would you say to someone who is just walking out this trauma whether they were the driver or it was one of their family members who's experiencing this right now i would say first of all it's going to be okay I know it's hard right now and it's hard to think that it's going to be okay, but it really is. And again, God, he, this wasn't an accident to him and he's got you and he loves you and he loves the person, the other person in the accident and he has a purpose for your life and it's going to be okay. And I would also say like find a group of people or a person that you can talk to because I remember part of what helped me heal was having somebody to talk to. And it wasn't funny thing. It wasn't like anybody in my family, really. It was my youth pastor. So somebody that you trust that um, can pour into you, maybe somebody that's more spiritually mature than you are to pour into you and just to like guide you and remind you of like who you are and um, who God is. And just like, I don't know, keep going because it's going to be okay and it's hard but it's God's got you that's good you know we talked a little bit that suffering is I think a part of life and God does use it and it's necessary what gives you hope can you share some of your things that you do for hard days you said you had a couple bible verses you want to share them with us yeah um well my life verse is so part of um, another thing that I learned at Sky Ranch whenever I first started um, leadership program there. Um, they encourage everybody to have what they call a life verse, which is just something that you can have with you for just like a, a claim that you can have over your life. So mine is Psalm 62, 1 through 2. Do you want me to read it? It says, For God alone my heart waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. I think that's the reason that I like pick that. I like they encourage us. We had like a 30 minute time where we just like prayed and then they encouraged us to just open our Bible and like whatever we felt the spirit was leading us to. Um, And I don't know. I feel like there are two things that really stand out to me in this verse. The first is like for God alone, my heart waits in silence like God alone. And that's just a, 
a good reminder to me that like he really is like all I need. You can't um, find it from another person or another thing. It's God alone. Right. Right. And then the also the silence part, like sometimes I think we miss hearing God's voice, but it's not because he's not talking to us. It's because we're not listening. So I know that's not really entirely related, but that, that's good. Little, no, that's that little, good. That little part reminds me to, you know, be silent because I definitely find myself in times and I think everybody does where they feel like not as connected to God or not as strong in their faith, but it's sometimes because we get so caught up in life and so um, caught up in the, the busy hustle that we never, or that we forget to just be silent. Just take the time to listen to God. Um, Cause he will talk to you. You just have to listen. Um, and then the last part, I just love the, I shall not be greatly shaken. And that's just a powerful He's because it's God alone. I will not be greatly shaken. If I were putting my, like my hope, my trust in some person, then I would be. But because it's in God alone, I will not be greatly shaken. That's good because He doesn't change. Right. He doesn't change. You know, and I think I learned that through through the accident that um, our identity, all the things that you can think, they can change in a blink. You know, life can change in just a blink. It's so precious and so fragile, but God doesn't change. And how God sees me doesn't change. You know, yeah. my value is not, has not changed. It may to the world, but it hasn't with him. It's been f- almost four years. Can you believe that? I know, that's crazy. Um, what would you say to the world about our family and about me or just what, what do you want? To, what do you want them to know about us, or why I do this? Some people might think that having this podcast is selfish. Um, that it's exploiting something that's very painful for other families. What What would you say to those hard questions that they need to know about us? I would say that we are not at all a fame seeking or pity-seeking family. I think that sometimes, like I was saying earlier, we can get wrapped up in that, but it's just because we've been through so much. Or be misunderstood. Right. And I think that this is a way that we can help people understand. Like, another thing I remember myself, like when people are like, Katie, why are you like telling me this? Like, it's not like we didn't ask for this to happen to us, but this was in like God's plan for our lives and why should we sit back and let something that was greatly like greatly impacted all of our lives just let it like let it go and not think about it no we should use that to help other people and to bring God's light onto the situation something that is so dark and is so painful and bring hope to people and say Hey, I was in your shoes. Like this happened to me. I know the feelings that you're feeling, but I'm here to tell you it's going to be okay and God's going to take you through it. And I think that's something that you make so clear on your podcast is that like these, like the words that you're saying, like in the podcast, even before we did this, I came into my room and I prayed and I was like, God, just please don't let my words be my words. 
speak through me. And I think that you really do that. I believe you really invite the Lord to and the Spirit to work. And I think that that shows in all of your podcasts and all the things um, that you've done and all the people that you've reached. Thank you, sister. Does does prayer work? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Prayer definitely works. Prayer is, I think, I don't know. I will say prayer, there are two different, like, types of prayers. There's, like, the going through the motion type of prayer. And then there's, like, actually praying and, like, talking to the Lord and having conversation with our Heavenly Father. And I would say for sure that one works. If someone is listening and is skeptical about Jesus or this whole faith and prayer thing and they're just, like, Maybe their heart is hardened. They're not really sure. They're curious. They stumbled upon this show. They're feeling like God isn't good. They just can't see it. How can you pray for them right now? Do you want to close us in prayer and pray for them? Sure. Also, I was, can I just add this and you can change it later? But. Yeah, no, go for it, girl. Um, I wanted to say earlier, whenever you were, we were talking about the verses, um, also Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I was going to say this way back when you, we're talking about ways that I handle my anxiety. But one thing that I've um, done is I've memorized some scriptures that I will pray and declare over myself. And I would say that anybody who struggles or struggles with anxiety needs to memorize this verse. It says, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and his peace, which transcends understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And that is one that I declare over myself literally probably like multiple times a day, every week, like just constantly who like God take these evil thoughts and replace them with thoughts of peace. And like he will guard your mind and your heart. So I was just going to say that. That's good. It's good. A reminder. Something I tell you all the time is every, every, thought that does not come from the Lord that you know is not his voice, replace it immediately with his truth. Rebuke and replace. Rebuke and replace. And we have to do that. And that's something that maybe we will do forever, but we're going to continue to do it because Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to give the enemy a foothold. It's good. Declare, rebuke and replace. Go ahead and pray us out. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Lord, for who you are, for your peace, God. Father, I just, um, I thank you that my mom and I were able to have this conversation, Lord, and that you were ever so present here, Father. I thank you, Father God, for anybody that is listening right now or listening in two years, three years, however long, whenever they do, Lord, whatever they're going through, Father, that you will just touch their hearts, Father, Um, that this episode and Um, The other episodes will just be able to bring them peace, Lord, that you will grant them peace. Lord, we thank you that you are our protector, you are a healer, you are a redeemer, Father. Um, Lord, we know that you have a purpose and a plan for all of our lives. We know that life is going to happen, things are going to come, the enemy comes to still kill and destroy, and he will do his job. But we know that you are so much stronger and you are so much more powerful than anything the devil will bring, anything the world will throw at us. And so, Father God, right now, I just ask that you will please just grant peace um, and healing 
to anybody listening or to anybody going through um, something similar, anybody going through a hard time, um, or even if it's not anything similar to what we went through, Lord, but if it's just a struggle, if it's a hurt, if it's a pain, Lord, that you will just take it, just calm their, um, their nerves, calm their, their fears, Lord, and bring your peace. Thank you, Father, for your love, again, for who you are, for what you do for us, Lord, um, and the hope that we get to know that um, you are working everything out for the good, for our good, for, for your good, Lord, for your glory, um, and that we can rest assured knowing that no matter what happens, no matter what comes, you're in control, um, and you have our best um, at heart, Lord, and that we get to live in eternity with you, Father. Thank you for your peace and your healing. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, look at me. I love you. Love you too. Thank you. Uh huh. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Come here and take a selfie with me. Okay. I love you. Love you too. Thanks for listening to Accidental Hope. Remember to seek hope and share it. Come back next week. Bye. Happy Music Number 7 brought to you by scottholmesmusic.com.